Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii Podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nakoba. What's up? Before we begin, let me remind all of the ways you can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Of course, you can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, listen to the podcast. If you'd like to help the show, get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. Uh, they would be more involved with the show, all that kind of stuff. We do have a new Patreon. All this- that kind of stuff. <laughs> It's the same thing every week. Shorthand, shorthand. Yeah, uh, new patron this week, Rini J. So thank yeah. you, thank you for becoming a patron. We really appreciate <clears throat> it. I don't know where Rini is, so we'll just say that she's okay. out in the world. Well, we somewhere. appreciate you doing that. Thank yeah. you. We'd like to thank Koopa Koopa Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate on any landscaping needs that you have or go to koopakoopalandscaping.com. Again, they just did the landscaping around the house yeah, here at the High Sessions Studio. It looks great. Uh, thank you to Fort Ruger Market for our wonderful lunch. Um, we are coming to the holidays, so you mm-hmm. know if you have a Thanksgiving need or Christmas party or any kind of stuff, you can go pick up some good Kalua pig or poke or whatever Delicious, from Fort, yep. Fort yep. Ruger Market. Definitely. You can find Devin on Kumu 94.7 or Kyle at highlifeclothing.com. And now like to introduce our guest today, our producer, director, writer, James Sereno, who does movies, uh, commercial work, any, it's actually, anything. It's video. actually Sereno. Oh, Sereno. Okay. okay. Nope. I'm sorry. No, Sereno. Okay. Sorry. That, it's okay. It's because I'm the one who knows him. So <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that, and I, I need okay. to get jobs from him no. when he starts no, no. making more stuff. So. And we'll <laughs> you knew that was gonna happen. And we'll go. <laughs> oh, was it the, the joke? You gotta make it wrong, and then no, 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 no. no. We'll, explain well, we'll explain later. What? But okay. no, explain now. So you can, you can uh, uh, explain now. Me and John had a bet that you was gonna lobby yourself for more work from him. <laughs> of course. Sometime during this podcast. Of course. And now uh, me and him are gonna just go eat lunch on our own to celebrate that. Yeah. Okay. It, it happened we, within three seconds of our podcast. <laughs> He's here. I got him. I know you would. I it's know, a, it's I know. a, it's a thing when you're dealing with I a director. Know how you are. <laughs> but Devin is a good actor, though. Very good. I, I will, I will, I will vouch for him. He's very good. Very yeah, good. yeah, very good. Yeah. Devin anyway. is in my top tier circle. You don't have to lie, yeah. you know, because no, I know. He is. You guys didn't uh, see let, him let, in that ASP <laughs> when he was the banker. I see him in the ASP when he was in a shower. No, shut oh, up. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that one, no, no, I remember no. that. That, yeah. was, that was gas company. I got yeah, a picture gas. of that one. No, the yeah, ASP yeah. one. The ASP yeah. one is with Charlie. Oh. The yeah. one with the handshake yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, James directed one. Yeah, that was a good one. James, yeah. said, James said, do the handshake. Do it like this. What was the Shara one? It was a gas company. Gas. Oh, gas company. Oh, gas company. Yeah, because you need hot water for your gas, your shower. Like, he knows every commercial pretty much that I've shot has been with James or somebody within the sphere of kinetics. Yeah, yeah. Right on. So every, the only people who hire me. <laughs> so everybody here has seen James's work. Yes. Uh, but of course, you, you can also watch some of the movies he's done. Man Up, Gook, Paradise Broken, Growing Up Local. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about um, just uh, becoming a producer, director. What those? What's the difference between those positions? Because you do a little bit of it all. Yeah. So which ones do you like better and all that kind of stuff. But, but first okay. of all, thank you for being yeah, here. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. All so right. let's start from the beginning. Yes. 
And I always have to remind them of this because every time they just sort of jump in, start asking questions. So when you're directing, and I'm like, no, we got to like share. How, how did he even get yeah. here? So what, what how did I get here or doing what I do? Into into life. When you came to life, you were yeah, born, born where? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Okay, so, no we're we're okay, talking about so, pr- producing and directing. So how, were you always a cinephile or? Wait, wait, wait. He was going to give No, no, no. Actually, yeah, no, no. Not totally okay. leading that okay. way. It was a weird thing. I went to the lab school in high school. I love movies, yeah. But growing up in Hawaii, I mean, I love sports too. You're not into sports, but I would talk about, hey, sports and this. And then movies. And then nobody else would want to talk today. It's different. Interesting. So when I went to UH, there wasn't really any programs or anything there. So I went to UH for a little while. And it was just frustrating. So I ended up leaving. I went to school in the mainland. I uh, went to college there. And then always knew I wanted to come back home. And so I kind of got my education up there, learned my craft, and then eventually moved back to Hawaii. And to be honest, I actually, actually, you know about Island Video Jams? Mm. So I, I, when I lived in L.A., I would come back to visit and I made up this TV show, Island Video Jams. It starred Billy V, Augie. Uh-huh. Patricia uh, Ford and Trini was on it. Right. Yeah. And it was just music. I, I just was it music it. videos? Yeah, music yeah, videos. Okay. It was this music yeah, 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 video yeah. show. So I just would come back home and I wanted something to do. So we would just shoot the show and I would go back and forth. And eventually I thought, oh, I was going to make this TV show and do that here. But when I came back, I realized, well, you know, it's kind of hard to sell a TV show. It was kind of like a Hawaiian MTV. Yeah, right? it was uh, at that yeah. time. And I actually thought I didn't see many music videos mm-hmm. then. So I thought... I would make a TV show that would show videos that maybe people would hire me to do videos, right? Yeah. So but did then, you put together the the musician videos too or no, did you just produce a show? Well, I think we made a couple because my partner at the time was this guy, Lester Ganton. I don't know if you guys oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flying yeah. Hawaiian yeah. Productions. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. he was kind of the music side and we made a couple of videos for him. Um, I forgot his groups. But I thought, oh, that'll be my career. Well, wasn't Chant on one of those videos? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so... Uh-huh. But nobody bought the show, <laughs> and then we didn't make any videos. So I was like, okay, now what am I going to do? And it was just serendipitous. I'd made TV commercials in the mainland, so I reached out to some people, and then somebody hired me, and then somebody else hired me. And it's just, you know, in Hawaii, it's kind of like yeah, yeah. you just start meeting people, and you just start working. And then, I mean, here I am 20-plus years later. I'm still doing it. Yeah, I feel as though, especially in this business, you – you can't sit around and wait for someone to oh, give yeah. you work, right? Yeah. You got to yeah, yeah. create something. And then when you create something, then that leads to the next thing. And then yeah. that leads to the next thing. And so yeah. your your original idea was this music video kind of stuff. Yeah. And then it kind of, and, and it's kind of like you have to be nimble too, right? So I thought I was going to go this way, but then yeah. I went that way. And then I was like, okay, I'll just go that way. And then as I went that way, then this happens. So you kind of have to be open to all kinds of stuff. So when you moved back home and you had that concept for this video show, yeah. how did you land those hosts? Because those guys are really, you know, they're yeah. top tier hosts. Yeah, right? yeah. So again, I was really lucky because I was in the mainland. Lester was here. We would work together. And there was this guy, he was a friend, and he had this place called the Internet Cafe. You guys remember yes. that? Yes. 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 Michael Feeney. He was this, like this pilot. I can't remember how I knew him, but I knew him. And he said, come over here and do the do all the casting here. And I don't know how we did it, but we put it in the paper. I don't know how we got it, but they put it in the advertiser, that casting new MTV style show. And fuck, tons of people showed wow. up. I was like, oh my God. 
And through that, like, Augie actually came down. And I don't know how we got Billy, but Billy came down. So I'm not sure, like, maybe Lester knew people. It just kind of, like, yeah. fell well, I mean, together. Bill, Bill at the time was kind of, he was in charge of FM100 and stuff. So yeah. that was the guy you would pull. Yeah, exactly. Kind of and stuff, it kind of yeah. just made sense. So actually, at one point, we only wanted two hosts. So I love Billy. And then, you know, we had uh, Trini. We love Trini. And then Augie was super funny, too. So I was like, God, I got to pick two, but I like four. And... It was funny because Augie is so funny. And, you know, Patricia Ford. You guys know Patricia Ford. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, we yeah. all know Patricia okay. Ford. <laughs> She's actually. <laughs> John's like, John's like, I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> don't underestimate. She's super smart. Oh, yeah. Super oh, yeah. funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And she just knew how to play comedy with Augie, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they just, they were both good together. So I was like, is this going to be the two hosts? Or am I going to go uh, with Billy? And then mm. I thought, well, what if I just used all four, right? Mm. And that's kind of how it came about. And was, it, what, did, was it chaotic with four hosts? We would do two and then two. So oh, okay. kind of split it so up with them. You could do like the Adam Curry yeah. show and then the, the downtown Julie Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it was, I mean, it was super fun. And <laughs> I think we, I made a couple of shows. And then what happened was we we're really lucky because Oceanic at the time, they were starting up that OC-16, I think. Oh, yeah. And then I had a friend who knew a friend, and then we met Mitzi, and then they ended up buying, I think we did six or eight episodes or whatever, so they actually then paid us to do that. Mm -hmm. But at that point, it was a couple years had passed, and my like TV commercial world was also kind of getting busy, mm -hmm. so I was kind of doing both. Um, but, you know, 30... 30-minute TV show and then 30-second commercial <laughs> commercials. I started mm. going towards that because it was just, you know. Yep. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. 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 So, okay, going back now. So you you watch a lot of movies. What are some of your favorite movies just out of curiosity? Okay, so. Well, it, Star Wars is. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, it's okay. kind of funny, you know, because everybody goes, oh, because everything I have. Star Wars, right? So, oh, yeah. So, and our whole office on. is Star Wars. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I love Star Wars, right? I, I grew up on it, and that's kind of what made me fall in love with movies, right? So, obviously, Star Wars, the original. But I have tons, right? And I'm from this era. So, I love Spielberg, right? I like directors. I like mm, Martin okay. Scorsese, right? And so, I like all these directors. I like Jaws. I like E.T. I like Taxi Driver. I like Godfather, right? All these old kind of classic movies. So I think I kind of grew up on all of that. And I actually didn't even think, oh, I'm going to make movies or even knew somebody makes it. I just, as a kid, I just liked movies. I liked the escape of it. So I would just watch movies all the time. And I would like, you know, as I started getting older and VHS came out and HBO, I would just, I mean, I would just binge watch everything. And I just fell in love with it. And then one day, one of, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life. This was kind of backing up in the story. I was here. I was at UH. I kind of was flunking out. I was kind of lost. Uh, and my friend said, hey, man, you love movies. I said, yeah. He goes, why don't you be one of those cinema, cinema things? And I go, well, what is that? He goes, I don't know, right? So I said, mm, okay. And at the time, my friend, he was in college in the mainland. And I said, oh, okay. And, he, and I said, he said, you know, at the school I go to, they have like some kind of cinema program. And I said, I don't know, is it any good or what is it? He goes, I don't know, let me check. So I said, okay. He came back. He said, I'm going to send you the man, the book, the program thing for it. So I said, okay. Sent it in the mail. 
I got it, and he went to USC. USC film school. <laughs> so wow. you know, I had no <laughs> idea, right? And he, I was like, he, I, he said, I think it's really good. <laughs> so I said, just a little bit. So then I went, oh, okay, I'm gonna go there, not knowing how hard it was to get in and how difficult. And I mean, that's a whole other story of how I got into film school. That's pretty, okay. You can talk. Well, how about do you, that yeah? Stuff. How'd yeah. you get in into a, like that kind of prestigious film school right out of Hawaii? Okay, so so backing <laughs> up a little bit, I went to UH for a year. I actually didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Most people know this story. So I actually would go to class and just answer the same answer and everything. <laughs> and eventually, you know what happens to that? I, I literally got kicked out of UH and got flunked out. And uh -huh. so I had to take some time off. And I eventually figured out my life. And some most people go, then how did you get into USC? But I got myself together. I had good high school grades, good test scores. And I wrote to USC when I went in there to negate that one, like I had one year where I had zero, right? Oh, no, F, 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 F. And it brought everything down. Yeah. And I told them, can you please like take this off my transcript and ignore it? And they did, you know? And Really? Yeah. And I got in because of that. You can just ask, you know. You'd be surprised what you ask for and you can get, yeah? What Whoa. year was this? This was in uh, 80, I want to say 88, 80, okay. something like that. Yeah. So I got in. Now, I'll say this. Like, USC is a very prestigious school. And today, I don't think I would have got in because it's really a <laughs> high-end school. But it's back also then, expensive. It's very expensive. But, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I then got into USC, but I didn't get into film school. Hmm. So I thought, ah, I'll get in, right? And then I got there, and then I realized, you know, my friend said, oh, it's really good. Then I realized, oh, man, it's really, really, really good. And then I realized, oh, man, all these guys here, they're really, really, really serious, right? <laughs> then I was like, oh, my God. And, of course, I'm very different today, but I was a local guy with slippers. And, I mean, man, I just thought, what am I doing here, man? Like, But I said, but I love film, right? Mm. I'm into it, so why not, right? This guy's here. I, I, I'm going to try. And so I applied, and I didn't get in. And I applied, and I didn't get in. So, you know, each semester, you know, you count time, right? That's one year. I applied again. I didn't get in. What did you apply with, like a portfolio piece or something? Well, this or? was the interesting thing. So I'll tell you this story. This is a lot of people have heard it. And um, it was weird because applying – you would only turn in like a list of kind of stuff you've made mm. and you would write an essay. And I thought, hey, that, you, you don't turn in a film. They wouldn't allow you to turn. Back then, you couldn't write a script. You couldn't write a story, right? Oh. Hmm. So it was kind of hard to show your creativity, yeah, right? It sure. was really... In an essay. It yeah. was really boxed in. Hmm. And so I would each time, and, and I would sort of say this, I would apply and I knew it had to be the best I could be to get in. And I did that, and I didn't get in. So then I thought, oh my God, like I don't, I cannot be any better than what I just did. How am I gonna do it? But I had to, right? So the next semester I figured out a way and I thought, oh my God, I actually think this application is better. I'm in shock that, I mean, I literally was in shock. And then I didn't get in. Then you start going, how can I be better than my better? But you gotta be better, right? right. Then I go, how am I going to be better than my better that I didn't even know I was better? But I had to because I, you know, I don't want to come home. That's all I wanted to do. I had no backup plan, right? So then I applied a third time. And I didn't get in. Okay. So now this is a year and a half yeah. of applying. And 
I have friends around me and people trying to get into school and people quitting and doing other things. And I'm like, I'm going to keep going. So I knew I had to dig in with everything I had, everything creatively. And I did it. I applied again. And I found some magic bean, some idea that was better than anything else. And I didn't get it. Really? Oh. So four times now. And I dug so, so deep. you're two years in. Two years wow. in now. Now, no. was this applying just a refining of the first one? No, no way. I would Completely start, different. Start all over. Start from zero. A whole new creative approach. A whole new idea within that box. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'll say this. So you, then you start again. You start again, and it's all fresh, yeah? And after two years, you know, and, and how it would work is you would call, right? You would call them, and it was just so funny because you would call. In my mind, I know it didn't happen like this, but in my mind, you go, hey, Jim Serena, uh, trying to check if I got in. And they'll go, hold on. Now, they weren't that mean, but in my mind, they were like that. <laughs> and, then, and then they would come on, you didn't get in, right? It's just so crushing, right? So, I mean, literally, so after the fourth time, I would say this. I was quite unhappy, right? Oh, yeah. I was quite angry. I had been up there for two years, spending all my money at USC. I dedicated my craft, my life. I felt like something had called me to become this guy, right? And here I am, two years trying to do this. So I remember I had a little apartment that was about the size of the studio. And I was sitting in there on my bed. And when I got rejected, I literally went, you know, and I screamed like out loud. I can, I'm going to swear a little bit. What the fuck? You know, like, why the fuck am I here? Mm. Why did you fuck? You know, I'm talking to the dude, right? Why did you yeah. send me here? Like, you know, you're all alone. You go nuts, right? Yeah. Why did you? And something happened. And I cannot tell you, but this idea just went right into me. And I was quiet. And I went, oh, my God, what is that? You got and possessed. Some idea <laughs> yeah. came into my head of what to do for the next application. And I went, oh, my God, that is brilliant. And I was stunned. What did you do? You changed your last name to Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I did. But James, James Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was the short version is from that moment for the next six months, every day I worked on that application. Yeah. And the short version is, I cheated. Yeah, And somebody said that when they do the walking tour at USC, they talk about my story of how I got in. Really? I don't know if that's true or not, because I never heard it, because I never did the tour. But my friends told me when they took the tour, I told them my story. And they said, that's the story they tell. And basically <sighs> what happened was the rule was no script, right? No movies, no the storyboard, no this. But it didn't say comic. And as a kid, I oh. used to draw these little comic books and write these little stories. I always did it. And so my application was a comic book about the whole process of applying to film school <laughs> no and all the trauma you go through and what you go through. And I made this story about all these cadets who are flying above the film school on a plane and they're in these army helmets, right? And some of them have been beaten up because they've applied and not gotten in. And they would drop you into the film school jungle and you would run to try to get into film school. So the whole experience I went through, I it got you the, got you the position. Wow. Gave me the idea. And eventually when I applied, and it's kind of funny because when I applied, 
you know, I, I got in from that one and it kind of changed my life. Like, because before that I was, and I try to tell people, I was just this local kid who kind of hung around and did the best I could, but had this dream, but I had to really dig in. Yeah. And I kind of had no choice because I, I couldn't come back home and I had no other thing I wanted to do. So in one way I was just stupid, right? I just thought I could do it. And then I realized, wow, it's hard. Then I realized, wow, it's really hard. Then mm -hmm. I realized you have to like put your whole self in it. So when you mm -hmm. did that comic book thing, what did it look like when you presented it to them? Was it a storyboard thing or was it an it actual was a, comic book? It was or? a comic book. It actually had a blank page. I have a copy of it because I made a copy. They have the original. And it just said everybody begins with a blank page and how you fill it is up to you. It's empty. And then you open it up and it looks like a comic with frames of a comic. And I drew it and, you know, the plane and the character. So it just looks like a typical comic book wow. Yeah, that okay. I So drew. you're a good illustrator too then. Actually, I'm not. But what I I thought about hiring somebody, but I'm not. But I'm good enough that I could draw it. And every day, like, I would draw it. And every day I would redraw it. I mean, for six months, I worked on it Jeez, every day. Man, so, it's called passion. Yeah. Well, it's... <laughs> it's, it's I also probably saw your skill in like storyboarding, right? Yeah. Well, it ended up serving me in the future, but I didn't know. But after that, I learned, like, the critical lesson, which is kind of how I live today from that, is, hey, you don't know... Like, so every idea I come up with, I don't, or how, whatever comes out, I don't know where it comes from. And then how I do it, I don't know. And I just know I got to work really, 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 really hard. And the, and I know you guys probably do it with music, me and the project, there's no separation. So like the project we're about to do now, there's no gap between me and what we're doing. It's the same, right? Yeah. So me and the project, it's just, I, it's just one, right? And once you swallow it and it's in you, you just... Like you said, you possessed, right? So every job I do, I just work like that. And I don't know, it's worked. So I just, I don't know. That's how I do it. Yeah. Do you find yourself in that mode even when you're at a dinner or yeah. at an event? Yeah, or that's why I got divorced. Just watching them. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think all of us are yeah, like that. Yeah, it's kind of painful. Yeah, it, yeah. It never ends, you know? Yeah, you, know, you cannot turn it off. No, you know, you So you're always on. And that thing, like I talk about it, there's this little thing, yeah, right here. And I'm always like this. Even when I'm sleeping, it's yeah. it never goes off, right? Mm -hmm. And at first you think, oh, man. But then you realize, oh, man, right? And that's the thing that I go, uh, I'm 24-7, right? So to me, and I go, I don't know, most people, I mean, I love what I do, right? Most people, they don't even care about what they do. So I go, I'm not going to complain about that. How do you that's quiet true. your mind at night, though? Do you just drink a lot of milk or anything like that? Uh, well, it's actually kind of funny because I, I was telling you guys earlier, every morning, it's I cannot quiet my mind. So uh -huh. nothing does it. Even sleeping, I cannot, right? Uh, yeah. And at one point in my early times, I, I learned that there was drinking did help, but I don't drink anymore because yeah. very bad. But um, <laughs> today, I actually swim, and it's the only thing that I do. When I go in the water, I don't know why, and I swim, and I swim laps in my pool or I go to Ala Moana, I don't know why, but when I swim and I do laps and I do the repetition, it, everything goes blank. Mm. And that's the only time. So kind of weird. Yeah? That is interesting. Maybe, yeah. sur maybe survival mode kicks in or something. I don't know what it is, but no, I'm just going one, one, two, and I start counting and then everything else goes away. So, But other than that, every single thing I do in my life, right? Even when I'm sleeping or eating or whatever, it's all the process right just do, i'm do, sure you guys do like you that. have a release john that you think of or something that you do to get your mind well uh, fortnite probably, says fortnite yeah fortnite what about you what what do you do to turn it off you just eat and go sleep pretty much 
I just sit in front of a TV and watch something. And then it, and then it goes it off. away. Yeah, and then it goes away. Because then you're watching somebody else's yeah, idea yeah, yeah, of what yeah, they're yeah, doing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, hit yeah. The, right? And so yeah. you can kind of... I, I used to be like that, but I, I have been able to turn mine off. That's good. For, but so like... Yeah, because you have Fortnite now. I guess, I don't know. But yeah, I mean... And sports cards. And you have kids. Because it, it, it's not like it, it lives in one aspect of your life, you know? like Because yeah. uh, so like when we were doing, back in the day, the music stuff, like, yeah, we'd think about it all the time. When I was sleeping, I'd be in class, I'd be thinking about music stuff. You could be walking down the street, some idea pops in your head. Because it's just, yeah. it, I, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. like this little thing in the back of your mind, you know? And then, uh, then when I started working for the real estate stuff, it, it's the same thing. Like I was just obsessed with it, yeah, all the time. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe at a certain point, I'm just like, I can't, I can't do. It's so a personality I, trait. I, I, I kind of put it in a box or something. So. Only certain people have. I yeah. I think so, and I yeah. think you understand. I, I mean, I, I'd like to believe everybody has it, and everybody's voice is either quieted or louder, depending. But I yeah. think certain people gravitate to it because it's just natural or innate. Yeah. But but it's an obsessive compulsive thing yeah. or something like I, I don't know if you have OCD or whatever but yeah um, <laughs> like you know it's just like the, <laughs> these things like you, you I'll listen to a track of a song and I'm like there's this one thing and it just it just bugs me and I can't stop yeah. I, I I will not leave my brain until I f- it f- it's get fixed or mm. you know uh, but I don't like that so that's why I don't But you also I, told me when you're a kid you would have to learn this ukulele like until you until you learn you can't sleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You like it's just yeah. You, you can't turn it turn it up. And so yeah, that's why I think stop, right? I think a lot of artists are weird. Yeah, they you are be, weird They're because because <laughs> they have I mean, some, yeah. some kind of disorder in their head where they, things bug them, and, and you know, it, like I said, it doesn't just translate to one thing. It just it, yeah. it affects. But and lately, bi- I've been able to turn it up. The biggest problem that I have in that world, I don't know how you guys are, is that. It's kind of like, like, and I equate it because I like basketball, right? So I always equate a thing to basketball. So I go, hey, you know, you cannot turn on the game when you're in the game. When you practice, you got to practice like it's in the game, right? So you cannot go, okay, we're going game mode now. You got to have that habit. And in mine, there's this thing that, and I get asked a million questions, right? Because we're collaborating with all kind of people and I have all kind of people around me. You like the red shirt? You like the blue shirt? You like color? No color. You like that? You like that? You want the pinstripe? You like the this? You like that? You know, in half a second, you got to answer. And to know that, to me, I got to be tapped into this truth, right? Yeah. And mm. I got to always be tapped into that, right? The problem is, hey, try eating dinner with somebody and then they go, how you like the fish? And you go, mm, I don't like it. <laughs> and you go, you shouldn't say that. But I cannot. So because <laughs> that thing doesn't turn off, right? So I sit there and I go, oh. Because uh, I cannot go, oh, it's real good because I cannot. So I go, oh, I don't know. Well, did you not like it? Well, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really. And I cannot. So you can't lie? You have a it's hard time lying? lying or just... I, wouldn't, I can lie. That was good. Yeah, was I, can, I exaggerate and I embellish. Yeah. But if someone asks my opinion of something, I cannot not tell what I think about it, what I feel about it. Because that's innate in what i do and so it's very problematic in real life so, <laughs> so somebody asked me all the time did you ever come up with a a time when you thought of something like the lightning bolt came and you're like that is an awesome idea and you're in yeah. the middle of producing or creating or yeah. directing it and then all of a sudden another lightning bolt hits yeah. you that's better than what yeah. you did do you yeah. do you change course it just depends did you ever yeah 
Sometimes. I mean, sometimes, you know, when I first started, like, it's kind of hard to explain, but I don't, like, you may have seen it on set, and if you didn't mm-hmm. notice, I don't carry paper, so I don't write anything down. Yeah. I mean, for, like, John, if he's changing direction of a song, he's only him. Yeah. It's not, like, 15 people working for him, yeah. acting and directing and lighting and all that stuff like that. Yeah, I have. You just so I've been, switched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it it kind of depends. So sometimes I will switch midstream. And it's terrible. So so they would say a lot like, and most of the time, actually, it's not really a switch. It's a, okay, that looked good. Let's move on. And I would walk away. And as I walk away, another idea would come in and I would come back. So uh-huh. everybody knows come to 10 on my set. Did you so experience they, that? Yeah. 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 Everybody, it, the people the people who've worked with James, we all love working with James because that's it's the way he directs on right? the spot creativity it's on the spot creativity but he's always uh, like he says he's always keyed into whatever it is that's the pure story of the thing that he's trying to tell you may not get there necessarily the straightest way possible but he'll he'll keep screwing with it messing with it touching it and moving this around and try this and try this until he gets what he sees and when he sees it he goes okay that's good and then if he doesn't see it He'll work at it and work at it and work at it until, yeah, he gets, like until you it's give like him what he wants. You know how it yeah. is. You're playing the music yeah. and then sometimes you get it and sometimes you kind of push through and sometimes you got to walk away. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you that, that movement of just going away, your mind for a moment goes away, right? Like the swimming. Yeah. And then it gets empty and then it fills up with the idea. And you go, oh, yeah, that's it. And yeah, then you just yeah. – and I turn around. I go, wait, wait. So everybody knows. They just stand there. So my team <laughs> waits 10 seconds because they know most of the time. I, wait, wait. I thought – and they're like, okay. Yeah. And they know I, it's I not had, over. Yeah. I just so had this revelation, though. This is probably why a lot of bands break up. Because yeah. you have yeah. multiple people oh, who yeah. have this thing that's going like this in the back of yeah, their head. And if it's not a certain way, it just – bugs the crap out of them but this is and then but now but you got multiple people trying to put that same input into one project it's really really hard i mean i can tell you something that we're doing right now that i cannot tell what the project is but i'm making this big commercial right now for a super bowl local super bowl coming up and we're using a really 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 shit what do i say (laughs) okay anyway there's a scene with surfing okay so but where we surf, where we shoot, where we're going to do it, where, we're, where it's going to be. There's so many people. Now, I don't know surfing too well, so I'm not an expert on it. And that's part of the problem. So <laughs> I, 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 I like swimming, but I don't know water and the ocean. So I'm talking to everybody, and everybody has a different opinion. Where we're going to shoot, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. And I get like 10, 12 people around me yeah, that all pressure, have right? different points. Well, they all have different points of view. Mm-hmm. We send in pictures. We just send pictures. and We mark them, and then somebody mark another area, and then they talk about another area. And it's really hard. So that's part of the problem is that there's so many voices, and you don't want to make, and I talk about it, like red plus green plus blue plus yellow is brown, yeah? Yeah. And like, I don't want to make brown, yeah? Yeah. So you don't want to appease everybody and then nobody win, right? It's also hard, though, as a creative to be business-minded, too. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, when you want something perfected, but yeah. at the same time, there's time and money involved. Yeah. And that's sometimes where I find myself sacrificing mm. creativity. Yeah, it's know? that's the hardest thing. It's actually kind of weird. I tell you guys, like, on Friday, you guys know Alice Inouye. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did this. I don't know the chart thing or whatever. Ryan was doing a video for her, so oh, okay. I said, "Hey, do one for me." So she charted me, and it was freaky because she got it right. I mean, it like almost made me pee in my pants. It was so right. <laughs> I was like, "How did you know all this?" But it's that weird balance of the creative side 
and then the execution yeah yeah and then it's the ideas and then money yeah and that thing is this weird push and pull and we do it all the time i mean the project i'm doing right now they we had to budget it before we even knew what we we're doing mm. i mean 90 percent of the time we're locking in budgets like for my tv commercials before we even know what it is yeah and but it becomes and we talk about it it's called this the circle method yeah so you come around like even today we're going to talk again we never working like this we're working like this Mm. So then we budgeted, but then we come back, we talk about ideas, and then we got to rebudget, and then we come back and we're talking about ideas, and then we got to rebudget, and we're talking about ideas, and we got to. So we just keep going around in circles, and we go, wow, that's really painful. And I go, yeah, man, my producer Sue, it's really hard, yeah. and it's really hard, but to me, that's the best way to work because you're really expanding. And I go, sometimes we compromise ideas, sometimes we don't. And there was something we we're talking about. This morning, I said, there's no way. I'm not fucking changing that. So I said, <laughs> figure it out. I said, you guys don't have enough money. You guys don't know. figure it out because that thing is, that shit's going to be shot like yeah. that. And now I'm not trying to be rude on it, but now they have to creative. And money is creative too. They got to creatively figure yeah. out how to get the money from somewhere else to make it. But, and sometimes I go, eh, okay, fine. We'll just do it because yeah. it just depends. But you're, 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 your vast experience and your creativity and your success can make you demand certain things. So they listen to you and go, oh, no, he knows what he's, he knows his shit. Yeah, but but for the person stepping into that job oh, yeah, for the first yeah. time, it's a negotiation, right? Like, like I guess so. Between spending all this money and using your creativity, but you're rolling the dice on their creativity where it's going to. I guess miss. I would say this. I don't, to be honest, I don't see it any different from how I do it now. I have more experience, but I don't think I'm smarter. In many ways, I actually think on one, I think. I'm a better director today, experience-wise and knowledge-wise, than I've ever been. But when I was a young director, in one way, I think I was way better. And I don't know how you feel about musicians. Mm -hmm. I didn't know shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because I didn't know shit, I thought everything could everything be done. Everything was possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I just, hey, and you know how painful that guy was, that young guy, we could do this, we could do this. Almost <laughs> everything I talked about couldn't be done. But yeah. I had no idea. And Today you, you just push for it to get it. You just push for it to yeah. get it because you're There's so no boundaries. You're so stupid. Yeah. You don't know yeah. what you don't know. Yeah. Like even getting into film school, you don't know what you don't know. So you push it, and then it happens. Not all the time, but then today I know what I know, and you don't push as hard. I I know what I can do. So it's a different thing. I feel like today I'm a seasoned, experienced director that you know percentage-wise, I have a higher percentage today to make a better spot. But back then, as a young wild card, I couldn't flame out. But yeah, I might hit you to grand slam home run. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Yeah. I don't think you've. I don't think you've ever done a bad spot. I've done though. many, many, really? many, many bad spots. Yes. Wow. A lot. Because I, I, I mean, oh, a lot, a lot. I remember working with you on uh, on Hawaiian Host, and uh, I remember going into that audition, and <laughs> and I walked into the room, and it was all these big strapping hawaiian dudes and i'm standing there like what why am i in this casting i don't understand and then and then i got cast and i went wait i don't understand and then we showed up at the thing and james basically handed me a box of chocolates and said okay so walk around and then just at some point in time four out of five people uh like uh hawaiian host yeah okay okay and then just walk up to the person and just go be you and I went, what? And he goes, yeah, just, 
just so you were a server to the Hawaiian. No, no, no. I was I, I was walking up uh, as yeah, a, I remember as this somebody. I can even tell you that because I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. So there was all these people who wanted to do it, but the thing about it is, we picked Devin. I can tell you. Because we needed somebody that really likes chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that would eat the chocolate. Yeah. Who looks like this guy eats chocolate? Boxes, right? Yeah. Boxes this and guy eats a lot of chocolate. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. definitely. Yeah. Hey, yeah. look at him. I'm gonna eat it because if he's carrying it, we just needed someone who would be quick and witty and smart enough that he, you don't have to tell him nothing. Yeah. And that's why I never tell you nothing. I just said go tell him that, and then you get out of the way, and that's the best, right? You get out of the way yeah. and you just go. If you pick the right people, you hear it all the time, then they do it, right? And your job is real easy, yeah? Devin's good on the fly. Yeah, that's what he's he's super good at. And I think then if I put you out on the fly and you have no choice but to fly, you got to, right? Okay, bye. You go shoot it. Wait, what? Bye. Now you got to either improvise or you're going to go cold. And most of the good ones, they can find it and they make them. And then you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does a bad on us, damn it. No, no, I'm kidding. But, no, but, I've, also, but I've also seen him have to work with a, an actor that you cast yeah. that was not giving you the performance yeah. you needed. Yeah. And you can see the frustration growing with, yeah, with James. Right. So it's funny because those of us, who, we feel like a repertory company with him. So if you've worked with James before, when you go to a shoot and you meet somebody who's never worked with James before, we go, okay. Get ready. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different for you, because I said if you've worked with a if you've worked with a director before, it's not like working with James. I said he's going to throw you curveballs, and you're going to have to catch them and do them. Because if you don't catch him, yeah. he's going to get at some point in time he's going to get pissed off because he's going to ask you, oh. "I hired you because I expected you to be able to." Oh, I have one do this. good story. You guys, I, I, I can share this one. This is <laughs> okay, good okay, good. This good. one, good one. If you guys want to hear it, this sure. is. I think this is directing 101, right? Yeah. And I, I cannot do it anymore on set because of the new rules of the world. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I have some some rules that I have to follow today just because of the way things go. Uh-huh. But in the early days, I had this shoot I was doing. It was actually for Jody, for one her client. Oh. And it was this scene, and there was like seven or eight local boys. Good guys, like 18, 19, 20. Good dudes, but hey, tough dudes, you know? And I'm there, okay, we're going to do this, hey, we're going to do that. And they don't like listen, yeah? Because, hey, they're local dudes. They, they don't want to listen to me. So I'm like, hey. And I realized, you know, and I, you know, you see me, like, I don't look like a dorky guy, right? <laughs> so they're just looking at me, come on, man. So seven or eight local dudes. So I'm like, hey, you guys, come, come. We're going to do something, okay? Okay, let's all stand together. You guys stand there. And luckily, I had my partner, my writing partner, who knew me, like, yeah. and he stood there, he knew. I said, we're going to do it. Yeah. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. And I started taking off my belt, <laughs> opening up my pants, unzippering my pants, and I dropped my pants down. You must have been scared. Me? No, them. <laughs> they were freaked out. Now, remember, I'm on the set. The client is there, so I tell them, I'm going to do my thing, okay? They said, okay. So just everybody works. So there's like 40, 50 people around. So I open up my pants. I drop my pants. I said, there no pants. And the guy next to me, as he sees it, he's following me, right? So I said, let's do it. Okay. But you had Bibbidi's on. Yeah, Bibbidi's. Okay, so Bibbidi's there, yeah. Bibbidi's there. I won't do it now, yeah. So I'm standing there, Bibbidi's on, pants down. My other guy's pants down. And I go, let's go. So I'm looking at the guys. They're looking. I said, let's go, everybody, pants off. They just look at me. I said, pants off. They don't know what to do, right? Yeah. So he's standing there, and that was the standoff, right? Who's the alpha, right? 
They're all looking at each other. And luckily, one guy was like, dudes, come on. He said, pants off. We got to pants off. And the guy started taking off his pants. Well, then the next guy took off his pants. The next guy, we're all standing there, right? So all of us pants down, right? So I go, how you guys feel? I said, we feel good. Yeah, we feel strong. They go, yeah. Now they're following me. Strong. They're all doing this. Strong. The other guy, strong. You guys feel great. Yeah. You guys, do me a favor. Yeah. Don't fucking move. I go, I grab my pants. I put my pants on. I go, let's go. You stay there. And I left. And they had to stand there. It's kind of like animals. I hate to say it. They had to wait until I said move. And now they're standing there. They said, don't move. Don't move. Now I know I'm in control. Yeah. <laughs> Ten seconds later, I came back. I said, let's go, guys. You ready? Yeah. Pants on. We're going to act. They didn't give me shit after that. And huh. it's just showing alpha, right? So I, I have weird methods and sometimes... <laughs> Did you think of that method beforehand? Yeah, was you, that a USC no, I just made thing? It up. I just made it oh. up. No. See? USC that's the kind of stuff he does. Stuff like that. And, and I've done stuff. It's just different stuff. It's just triggering people. I've done... Yeah, it's just We did that stuff. one audition where you had the camera and you're just like focusing on people. You're like, okay, okay, so we're going to, um, you're going to do this thing and uh, you're going to act like, I don't know, act like you're insane, yeah? And everybody's going, but this is a commercial for a thing. And he's like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, every, and he just wants to see if you're going to do the thing oh, that yeah. he's asking you to do. And so those of us who know him go, fuck, all right, this is what we're doing. And so we just do it. And we, we try to tell the other actors, just trust us. Just yeah, because as an actor, you're supposed to be uninhibited, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's yeah. part of it. We had one shoot, which was crazy. We had to go to Jackass Ginger. And we built a mudslide and all these young kids had to slide down this mudslide. How are you going to know who's going to be afraid or who not? They got to love it, yeah? So they were like, how are we going to know? How are we going to, all these kids come in. How are we going to know who's going to do it and who's going to not? I said, I know. How? Just watch me. So we went into the audition. I had all of them. I said, sorry, I got to do something different. Okay, you guys all ready? Yeah, everybody hop around like a frog. What? Everybody hop around like a frog. And I started doing it. Ribbit, ribbit. I started hopping around. I said, everybody be a frog. Ribbit, ribbit. The ones who are not afraid, the ones who are uninhibited, the ones who went full on frog, I cast them. Because I knew mm. they're not afraid. They're going to go down the mudslide. And that was true. But it's different, too, because you made the frog yourself, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you no, got always, you, know, you, you got to like, like, yeah. be the frog. If one guy yeah, yeah, told me, yeah. hey, go make like a frog, and he's not doing it, I'm like, yeah, you got to be the frog. Yeah, too. But that's the thing. He always, he never asks you to do something that he's not going to do himself. So whatever crazy ass thing he does, they go, Really? We go, yeah, fuck, he's doing it. Just do the same <laughs> but, thing. But, but it's very rare. So just yeah. so I'm pointing out the rare. Most of the time, all the actors are, they, you don't have to do frog. Yeah. <laughs> you might have just scared a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, right yeah now, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like doing frog. I know, I don't want to do the frog. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to talk about uh, Growing Up Local because that's the, that's the film that took 15 years? 17 years. 17 years? 17 yeah. years? From inception to being able to put it on on video, get it shot yeah. the way you wanted to get it shot. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So um, would you say that all of the films that you were shooting built up to that? Is that the, yeah. I mean, is that kind of the pinnacle for you right now in terms of, yeah, uh, well, until so. your next project comes along? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, so I just made this film, Growing Up Local, that just came out. And, Was um, it in HIF? This no, we, no. We, we played in the theaters in August. So because I did that, we were ineligible for HIF, so we didn't oh, do any HIF stuff. It's a great film. Yeah, so we, weren't, we actually didn't do any film festivals, and I had to choose between festivals and audience, and I chose to make it 
for an audience and put it out in the theaters. Um, so we played at Consolidated for a while and it's in on Amazon now. It's actually interesting because I did it, we did it all ourselves directly with the theaters. And, and I've had distribution before on other movies, but I can get into that. But 17 years ago, it was actually the first movie I thought I was going to direct. Mm-hmm. And uh, local story, growing up in Hawaii, it, it's based on a, a local short story. And I had actually way more money than I had when I made it this time. And I had Hollywood actors and we're kind of about to go. But it was a big story, multiple generations were thick. And for whatever reason, we didn't make it. I, I, kinda, I couldn't really tell you now, but I couldn't pull the trigger. I kind of, maybe today I could say I was scared or I wasn't ready or it just didn't line up. It just didn't, I always say it didn't smell right. Yeah, it just Mm -hmm. wasn't right. So we just didn't do it. And it kind of got put on the side. It took about three years of chasing and I I just never pulled the trigger. And then we made other projects, which was fine. And I made other things. We made other projects. It was great. And then what happened was during the pandemic, we're kind of down. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to make a movie. I want to make something because I just, you know how it is. You feel like I got a juice, man. <laughs> I just, I got to squeeze that juice out because it's, so I was thinking, what am I going to do? I don't know. And I was actually developing a couple other ideas. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to go forward with that. So I was developing, developing. And I was in San Francisco. Just, I had a house up there. I was just chilling. And I said, I can read some scripts. You know, I read my, my hero guys. Yeah, I talked about, I was going to read seven and have this kind of digital file with all these movies on them that I can read their scripts of great writing. And then Growing Up Local was in there. I don't know why. My The script that I had written years ago was in that pile. I was like, hey, what is my move? My script in here? I don't want to, why is mine here? I don't want to read this. Then I went, hey. So I read it. I said, well, I'm going to try to just read like three pages. I haven't read it in years. And I read the whole thing. And when I read it, I thought, hey, this fucking script's pretty good. I went, I should make this. And then I went, hmm. And I said, if I don't make it now, I'm never going to make it. Mm. So I'd, right in that moment, I just went, I'm going to make the movie. Huh. And we did. The, the script we made was very different from the, the one I read. Mm. We changed it a lot. And then it just became doing it. But without getting into it, it was real easy because I funded it myself. Mm. I wrote it. I directed it. I produced it. So it was, you know, you go, how can you do all that? What's the percentage of local actors you use? Everybody. Everybody. It was all local. All local who actors. Huh? Who do we know that was in it? Uh, not not anybody famous. So I, I chose Darryl, not Darryl. to have any famous who, actors. Daryl was in it. Yeah, Daryl Cash. No, not Daryl Cash. Daryl Bonilla. Oh, yeah. Daryl yeah, yeah. was in it. And mostly non, non, non-named people. So mm-hmm. I chose to make it. Taimane did the music. So she's mm-hmm. probably the only named person on it. Mm-hmm. But I really just wanted to get a group of people that I'd worked with before to make it. Um, and so it's all local actors, all the local crews. I just did it like that just because I wanted like to. They all know. James goes, hey, uh, I'm going to do this movie. And everybody goes, okay. Yeah. So and, we uh, just, yeah, we made it last summer. So it was just a project just kind of made out of passion. It was a local story about growing up in Hawaii. And part of it is my life and part of it is made up, you know, and, and just I, I uh, wanted to do it. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of your stuff is, um, you know, kind of uh, human human drama and I, yeah. I, i'm trying to yeah. think like you know like yeah. very personal kind of stuff yeah. human experience kind of stuff uh, but you like uh you're, you're a big star wars guy what, yeah. what what leads you to these type of movies that are more about human experience you know well star kinda, wars kinda, is human experience to me i guess it's a so story yeah. about a boy growing up and he has a dream yeah he's a farm boy who has a dream but he's held back and 
through circumstances, serendipity, he has to become the man he never thought. So that's Star Wars to me. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Only mm. one of them has spaceships and one of them has, uh, you know, plate lunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no that yeah. is true. Yeah. Do you yeah. think George Lucas planned that or he just oh, yeah. grew into this crazy well, atmosphere of people well, kind of, and then he goes, oh, I better make things, things sound more, you know, stretch it farther and make reasoning behind it. Well, I, you know, I don't know, but I don't know his thinking i just know the stuff that i've read on it because my friends and i we that's all we talk about like how come he did this or how come he did that yeah. so that's the dialogue i don't know i i think that you know he made it i think he made a movie about who he was i mean truly i think that star wars he wanted to make he wanted to make a you know i can't speak for him but he wanted to make a space fantasy and he had done this movie thx which was his first movie he directed which was sci-fi but it was very dark it did very bad right and um, after that, he said, I got to make a human story. And he directed American Graffiti, mm -hmm. which was an up positive story. And it was about his life growing up and mm -hmm. cruising Modesto. And so I think he then made his third movie, he kind of blended the two, right? He took his personal life. Probably he was that farm kid, right? I mean, he grew up in Modesto. He was a farm kid and took space fantasy and kind of blended it. So, but he did a... You know, he did a lot. I mean, kind of like my getting into film school. I mean, he wrote that thing for four or five years. He he he, full on went after oh. it, and I think he really bled to get it there. And the original versions and what it became is very different. Yeah. You know. Mm. Um. But yeah, I think I think what makes that that movie so transcendent, right? The original I'm talking about is it's a space drama, and then to me, it's a personal story. And it appeals to young kids, and it appeals to older, all kinds, right? I guess what I'm saying is when he first wrote that thing, did he think of the sequel already and all the other things to come? I, I'm not sure, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he said he did. story on everything, you know? I'm not sure. I think he, I do think that he said he wrote a big, big story, so it was really gigantic. And he said the original Star Wars was just a chunk of that. Oh, okay. I don't know the truth. You know, those stories yeah. sound good, yeah? Yeah, I, yeah. I saw this interview on Vice with his wife where she said, that's not what happened. But his ex-wife, so. <laughs> yeah, his wife, so. I don't know, yeah. 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 I don't know what happened. You know, hey. I, I was thinking, I was just thinking about this because, you know, Star Wars has one of the greatest twists in all of cinema, right? Yeah, where yeah. Darth, Vader Darth Vader is uh, yeah, Luke, yeah. Luke Skywalker's father. And then, but George Lucas never crutched on that ever after that. We're like, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, you had signs, right, where there's this yeah. big twist at the end. That's and right. then, like, every movie after that had to have some kind of twist to it or something. Yeah, like a Correct. signature. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was M. Night. That's M. Night's signature, yeah. yeah. The, the gotcha. The, the twist, yeah. the gotcha. But then it's so hard because now once you do it once, everybody's looking for the twist. Well, you're trying to expect it. It's hard, yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Versus, you know, George Lucas, you don't expect a twist in every single movie he does. So he no. kind of was able to just... He got away with it. I guess there's away. Away. Yeah. Well, he also had space and yeah. lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but like Indiana and Jones don't have a twist, you know? Let's use that. The reason so. why I think I question, you know, that, because I was curious, yeah. is because when I watched Lost, I was completely disappointed. It seemed like it was such a hit show the first season, and then after this, I don't know what we're gonna do, bro. If we put the Dharma logo on shock, do we? Go, how are we gonna explain that? I don't know. Need to explain at the end. I think you know what I mean. They yeah. just kept piling on stuff, but never really tied it well, together. Well, because they didn't. The well, because it's also it's episodic TV. Episodic TV. Once you get the hit, then they're like, okay, how far can you take it out, right? And they the 
the uh, ABC was expecting it to go for 15 years. And they're like, we can't do this story for that long. We can't. So there probably was written in a script a reason why the, Dar- the Dharma logo was on that shark and all that kind of I, stuff then? You know, I don't know. Lost. I mean, we watched it, you know, and then, you know, we also watched it. Ooh, what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and I would just sort of say like, you know, you could even say that about Star Wars too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what ends up happening is, and, you know, I, I, I look at like, the Matrix, for example, which I think are great movies, yeah. yeah. And I think, hey, they came up with the first one. What were they thinking? I don't know. They just, yeah, you know, it was based on a thing. Yeah. I think it was based on a graphic novel or whatever. Was, hey, they just made it, and then you successful, and that's the one. Now, oh no, now you're in the box. Yeah? yeah, they want you to do this. They want you to do that. Now, hey, what you gonna do? Make the next one. Well, now hard, yeah to repeat and yeah. you know that on music right mm-hmm. it's, yeah. you make a song oh everybody loves a song well you kind of shit don't want to make that song because you got new ideas but damn everybody want to hear that yeah kinda song. what you gonna do and and that's the hard part and i go like like i make tv commercials for a living that's what i do people hire me i make it i do all the local commercials right so if you've seen i do pretty much all the banks cpb asb hawaiian electric i'm about to do hawaiian air for some all kinds right yeah and for me, I'm invisible, yeah? So to an audience, they don't know who I am, right? So I can do whatever I like because there's no expectation, right? And even in my brain, I don't care on that. Like, I, will, I can do different. I can change it. I can do however. There's, there's nothing. Uh, but I think when you somebody, right, and then you hear or you watch something, there becomes this expectation, and that can be hard. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like Squid Games, right? Such a great, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Not everything on sequel. You're like, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. top that last Are one. You gonna, yeah, you and know? that's the hard thing because you watch it, no more expectation, and that's why I think some. I don't know who it was. Somebody said for music, yeah, music album. You have your whole life, yeah. Well, to, to do your first to album, make your yeah. first yeah. album, and then yeah. you got like six months to do yeah. your second. Yeah, yeah. 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 kind of hard. Yeah, and the, so the hits, the the Van Halen thing, where you're doing a Van Halen album one, and it kicks ass out the out the box and then they go into the studio do van halen too it takes them 15 days to do the second album yeah. and you go what the fuck but it's because they, they so were, much content yeah, yeah they had so they much content right? but it's as they but as they ran out of content and as eddie started to branch out with his music he went oh okay keyboards huh well, that's, yeah that's an interesting exactly. choice yeah. but it's like um the the landing of the plane is the hardest thing to do it's like uh, uh it's even game of thrones game of thrones is fantastic oh, yeah. like the first you know six seasons you're like wow but yeah. then as it started to reach the end you're like okay how are you gonna yeah, land this they thing because they didn't have george martin leading because they didn't they, have the source yeah material. they didn't have the source they had only so much source material and then they said fuck we gotta land this plane how are we gonna Up do this the last two seasons the yeah. last two seasons they were on their own yeah so one thought is well they didn't have source material real easy not i'm not saying real easy those two guys you know i love game of thrones right and i feel like those two guys they were masters which is really hard of the adaptation that's super hard what you're going to include what you're not going to include they were geniuses at that mm-hmm. maybe they weren't geniuses at original Doing creation own, yeah which is hard that's yeah. what george yeah, george yeah, yeah. rr martin did that's why so, it's taking him so long to write the that's right because, and, and he <laughs> probably is so stressed out because yeah. whatever he does he's gonna lose yeah everybody has expectations now from the show so if he does it different ah, yeah. and then but and that's big pressure yeah but yeah. He, he don't seem he Def, seems fine yeah. can you do the last question wait r- real quick because i'm I gonna wanna... use the restroom oh okay oh, so, pause so it, go. Pause it. and then and then just because no, no, no. i want to i want to pause it okay yeah. pause it. okay yeah.
right. <laughs> I'm going to pause for the bathroom. They shot. So anyway, my uh, sorry. No, no, go. go. Okay, go. so my uh, my question for you was <laughs> talking about landing the plane and talking about yeah. all that stuff. How are you feeling about? Sorry, you guys. All this Star Wars stuff. Because oh, I'm getting, I'm drowning. Yeah. Don't even get me started Seriously, on Star yeah. Wars. I'm drowning in, I'm drowning yeah. in, in shit that they're putting out. Because some of the stuff is good, some of the stuff is bad, some of the stuff I'm like, God, I, I really don't care. Yeah. I, I'm cool, but I, I can't watch another thing. And I, and I'm a Star Wars fan, like from yeah. you know, from the first film. Yeah. So where, where are you at? They on lost some of this? me at. What's the one that Ryan Johnson did? <laughs> Last Jedi. Oh, Last Jedi. <laughs> Actually, actually, when I saw it, I actually really liked it. Yeah, I did but too. But then today, I don't like yeah, it. But yeah. I actually Same really thing. liked it when it came out. Yeah. I guess my answer would be to this. It's like we talked about. It's really hard, yeah? Because there's the, like, I, you know, like, whatever the, what is the new Lord of the Ring one? Whatever. Rings of Power. Oh, Rings of Power. It's really yeah. hard, I think, to follow up, like, magical, magical shit, yeah? yeah? And I think Star Wars was this magic in a box, yeah? And the truth of the matter is they made the original Star Wars, the first one, and that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And Empire Strikes Back, if you know about it, they did something a little different yep. on there, and they succeeded again. Yep. It's like Godfather 1, Godfather 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made something incredible. Made it darker. And made it yeah, darker. Yeah. The truth is Return of the Jedi, not so good. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. The truth. Mm -hmm. It's okay. That's what everybody says. But it finished the trilogy solid, you would say. Mm -hmm. So you would yeah, say yeah. if the first one was a 10 and the second one maybe even was a 9 or even an 11, you know, the third one was like a six, mm -hmm. right? Maybe even a five. Mm -hmm. but, but you're satisfied with But you're satisfied because it closed it. Because yeah. like you said, you had to hit the landing. Yeah. And they landed. Yeah. yeah it wasn't yeah. perfect, but they finished the trilogy and the way they did it was good. Yeah. So you were actually really satisfied with these three. But you actually really only had one or two good movies. But you yeah. think after the third one, they jumped the shark already? I think it's hard because then 15 years later, right? Then they made one, two, and three. And I would just say... Like, this is just my opinion. I'm just a humble guy. I don't know. <laughs> you make the star, the Darth Vader origin. Bro, I don't know how to tell you. We know the end already. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of hard, right? Yeah. You you are into it. That's a great story. But we know where we're going, yeah? Yeah. So kind of hard to sustain. And I go, no matter what they did. And then George Lucas focused on some different stuff because he was an older guy. Mm -hmm. He focused mm -hmm. on Got politics, politics and yeah. all of that. Yeah. And I get it because he was an older guy. And but all he, green screen. Too. And all green screen because he was into the technology. Yep. Yep. And did he lose sight of the story? I cannot tell you, but there were things that were interesting to him and it was different than the young guy. So it was different movies, but everybody wanted something, but that's not what it was. It was a different movie. Now, you can watch those one, two, and three today and they're actually not awful okay i say yeah, that yeah, yeah. but yeah, I but, agree. but they're agree. not star wars as the original ones were because he was a different man then you know they made the new ones and to me they then no disrespect but they're trying to replicate what it was before yeah hard you had a carbon copy like that hard to try to capture something magical because you didn't make it so you don't know right but they made the new ones and i would say they're the first one yes okay then that second one, oh, I don't know. But and then the third one, wow. So now it's off the rails. But you guys are <laughs> diehard fans from the, the beginning, from 77. What about the kids, though, that are watching this for the first time? Hey, some of the kids, my my kids growing up, they they are, they are called 1, 2, and 3 their Star Wars. Oh. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, my, our Star Wars is better than yours. Because mm -hmm. they never saw. So they said, our Star Wars is the best. So, so I would argue with my kids all the time because they would go, your Star Wars sucks. And then one day I said, did you ever watch my Star Wars? And they went, no. 
So one day I made them sit down. Yeah, you're gonna watch the trilogy straight through. <laughs> I'm gonna lick you. Oh. And then after I was done, they looked at me. Oh yeah, your trilogy better. Oh, oh really? <laughs> and they real. I would just think they're looking at it and it's so archaic and all everything. No, nope, they, they no, understood. But, the story, but, the story but my was kids kind of knew film and all that. Yeah, Today, yeah. what I would say is this: it's hard because they're chasing something, yeah, and they're mm. looking behind. And I would say this, when I first started as a director, I was this young up and coming guy, I didn't know nothing. But the top guys back then, when their commercial work started to look like mine, and I was just a young nobody, mm. and they started to copy me, I went, oh, they're screwed. Because mm. they're ahead of me. Mm. And instead of running forward, they're looking back, yeah. looking at me, I go, they're gonna hit the tree. Me, mm. I just, I can see everything, I'm running forward. So I knew I'm gonna pass them. Not because I was better than them, just because they were worried about me. And I was going, you shouldn't. And today, I got lots of young guys. I'm the old guy now. I got yada young guys yeah. under me. Yeah. I'm aware of them, but I'm not looking back. I'm trying to run faster than them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really fast. Yeah, so <laughs> hard, yeah. But I think that now they make Star Wars, and they try to copy or make what it was, and that's hard, yeah. right? And I would say, hey, I thought, Well, but, but then, okay, but then you get, like, The Mandalorian, Right. The first season. The great. first season was yeah. great. John Favreau, right? Yeah. And he wanted yeah. to do something a little different and he yeah. put his spin on it and it, it was, was good. beautiful. And yeah. then I don't know who comes in and goes like this We're not, not going to do it like this anymore. And and then it just goes to crap. I, I don't I, I I think what ended up happening was this. Sorry, Kyle. Sorry. No, this is interesting. You make Mandalorian oh, one. Oh, how amazing is that? How yeah. did they keep that and this is the thing. How did they keep that little guy a secret? They said yeah. they want Disney wanted to sell the little Grogu toys yeah. and they refused it because they wanted the secret. That was such an amazing. So they had this magic, different, but a magic thing. This cowboy man mm -hmm. who is, and that was, that's what Star Wars was all about. It was cowboy. Mm -hmm. That's what it was all about. They went back to that genius, the lone cowboy guy who then is supposed to kill but chooses not to kill and chooses to save. And how does that change his life? Well, that played out in season one and season two. Yeah. And at the end of that, when Luke shows up, I don't know about you, I cry, man. <laughs> I'm watching that thing. I go, was that cool. was yeah. brilliant. And Luke comes in in the end and that whole thing should have been finished. Done, yeah, yeah. But I, they cannot. Yeah. Why? Because that Disney that and they gotta keep Wait, making that's up. the one no. he came back on the mountain. <laughs> what you watch? Lord of the Rings, sky. Uh, what know, do you like? I'll I'll just turn Kyle off. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Just turn <laughs> Sorry, bro. Star Wars. Rocky. You like Rocky? No, 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 Rocky. No, no. It's different, different. Oh, okay. I can talk about Rocky too. No, Rocky, good, no. man. All the Rockies. Talk about Creed. All. Hey, but, you know what? Though? The latest Rockies. Oh yeah, the Creed kind of revived the whole thing. The, the, the Creed ones are great. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like shifting the gears. If you know the Creed story, right? And mm -hmm. that was what they did was they sh they flipped them upside down, yep. right? And yep. that's what you got to do, yep. right? Yep. They take this Adonis who never existed, made this Creed story. And if you know the... I'm forgetting his name right now. He went to USC, the director. Oh, um, uh, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler, yeah. He... if His story, and again, it's always out of love, yeah? His dad loves Star Wars. Excuse me, mm. Rocky. Mm. His dad was a big Rocky fan. So for him to take this on, he pitched it to them, right? That his dad yeah. loved Rocky, so he wanted to put his own spin, and he made this Creed story yeah. about this Adonis Creed. Brilliant. And then it was also the Rocky story because it was about redemption, right? So he really did good by it. And even this third one we watched yeah. was still good. And, that was still good. And yeah. he directed it. Yeah. 
Well, no, it was uh, Michael. Michael B. Michael, Jordan, Michael, excuse Jordan, me. Michael yeah, B. Jordan yeah, directed. Yeah, so I go, yeah. hey, they were able to take it and spin it mm-hmm. and revive it. But Rocky 1, great. Rocky 2, I liked Rocky 2. Rocky 3, I even liked that. Yeah. Oh, man, Ooh. they went off the rails. <laughs> but that's what happens, I think. And Wait, that's Rocky hard. Rocky 4 was who? Mr. Drago. 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 Yeah. But that one is one of the. hard with any show star wars but isn't rocky, rocky 4 like one of the most commercially successful ones though yeah, yeah everyone everyone talks about yeah, drago yeah, yeah. drago because everybody's in now right and it's just kind of like star wars probably they make a next star wars movie it makes mm-hmm. big money right and i just think i it's, don't know at this point they've ruined it well i, I mean i will <laughs> say kind of like this like people talk about avatar 2 right the new avatar just came out the water one yeah i don't um, know you guys have don't, thoughts? don't get me started on avatar. you don't like it yeah, yeah, yeah. i you don't like I any hate Avatar? Avatar? Well, he was going to really? swear. I hate Avatar with... Wow. Really? You hate Avatar 1? You were going to say fucking Avatar. I know. Oh, wow. Yes. F Avatar. Yeah. You hate Avatar 1 and Avatar. Avatar 2? Yes. How come? Because it is the most generic storyline. You can see everything coming. Yeah, yeah. With generic yeah. characters. Yeah. No one gives any crap about those characters. Like, no one can run any there's no lines like i am your father or anything out of that movie it's just a it's the mcdonald's yeah. happy meal yeah. <laughs> of movies wow. that makes billions of dollars for no reason no so you guys should invite me back just to talk about movies That's i know about. Let me talk about you me. and john we can, can, i've yeah, never seen you get this emotional we can, about it we can, yeah. we can, I hate Avatar more than than anything. I think <laughs> I, the- I'm not a big fan. Wow, John, what, that's strong. Okay, wow, man. Let, let me let me let me go with John because I. Oh, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. What about Titanic? No, yeah. I've never seen Titanic. Oh yeah. <laughs> When I moved Speaking. into my building, the first movie I watched in that theater was, oh, was Titanic. Titanic. Really? Well, just because I needed something that I thought would make me cry. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Especially me about Titanic. Yeah. That biatch. <laughs> Leonardo could fit on that that floor. Yeah, dog, bro. well, that's what I, everybody talks well, about, they right? Tested it out, bro. No can. No, I bet he could have. Yeah, he could have. He could have fit on that door. He could have fit on that door. No, they they actually did it for um for MythBusters. Uh, yeah, for MythBusters, yeah. and then something else. Like yeah. somebody else shot it again, and they tried. They to did it. it. No matter they what they did, it tips and they they both died. So it was like, well, you know. But, so I, look right. but I would right, say this, but, and, and James Cameron even they did a they did a documentary about it, and James Cameron was like, because he came back to shoot yeah. that thing and say, okay, yeah, 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 I know, I made the I made the fucking thing too big, yeah. <laughs> it looked like, because that's what he said in the end. He goes, yeah, I know, I made it just a hair too big, and then people were gonna get the idea that he could he could actually fit on that thing. But then, dude, they made kids get hypothermia. They made two people get in the freezing water and like do the whole thing Why would to try to, to get on water? there. They in a pool. Every time the kid the kid was gonna die because they both got hypothermia. Yeah. It was but, crazy. But you look at it and yeah. you go like, just in general, I just say like, in any creative endeavor, yeah. I think movie, I think music, the TV commercials, TV show, any creating, t-shirts and art yeah. right and magic all of it is kind of like this weird leap of faith you got to make yeah mm-hmm. and it's like this weird like stephen king he talked about you know he what he does and it's hard to explain but it's what we all do it's a magic time machine yeah i'm actually watching on netflix the show dark right now oh man mm-hmm. check it out okay. it's this german show it's about time oh. travel and oh, really dark <laughs> so um but all of us we sit down and we create this thing, yeah? Whatever it is. 
assuming that in the future somebody will want to watch it, to buy it, to like mm. it, and we believe that we're sitting there, and that's what Stephen King said. So I'm not making up. He sits at this portal, and he makes this thing, and he's sending it in time that it eventually ends up in the bookstore or whatever. And he's talking to you from here, but in the future when you pick it up, you're reading it, and he's telling you then, and it's a time machine thing and that's mm. kind of what we're doing and it's a leap of faith in believing someone's gonna buy it listen to it watch it and if you don't have that to me that's kind of life we all like take a leap of faith right we all everybody and everything that you do you step forward and you have to kind of believe in what you're doing that it's going to come through and um i don't know i think that's what all of them are even even Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Even, Avatar. Even Avatar. Even Avatar. We could talk about that another anyway. time offline. We're running a little right? long, so let's yeah. finish with our last question. Yeah. So, James, this is a question we ask everybody okay. on the show. Sure. It's a, We're on a music channel, technically. Yeah. So, if you were stranded on a desert island for all of eternity, and you could only take three albums with you to listen to for the rest of time, what would those three albums be? Okay. Okay. God, I wish I was set up before this. I could. Think. <laughs> okay. That's how it works. Yeah, you got to tell me. Okay. Yeah. So just off the cuff, uh, I, I would say like, and it can be anything. Like it can be a compilation. Oh, uh, we don't need no, no compilation. Yeah. Okay. So so I would say that. Okay. Van Halen, nineteen eighty four, to me is like one of for me because I love Van Halen yeah, too. Yeah. That was like their. That was them like stepping into their own, and I was like in high school then, and to hear all those Good songs. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, I love that yeah. album. So I would say Van Halen '84 would be one. Okay. Number two, oh, I gotta take three. See, unfortunately, I'm like I'm an '80s guy, so that's what I listen to <laughs> mostly. That's, that's fine. all the music that I listen to. Um, I'll I'll go on to say that I the only while you're thinking. The only reason why Avatar 1 was, was successful at all <laughs> because they baited everybody into the theater with this stupid 3D idea. It did not work out. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, know, I really yeah. like so that movie, actually. Yeah, really I, think he has what, a I think he has it? this yeah. really deep it hostility. Was, it was too. super, it was super For those of you listening at home, great. name the villain. What's the villain's name? What? Th that guy with the scar on his face. The guy with the scar on his face. Name. I don't remember. I know you probably know because yeah. you remember everything. Yeah. General somebody, yeah. I don't See, know you can't even remember the name yeah. of the, of you the don't main antagonist. The yeah, correct. No, that's a good point. Okay, so number two, I would yeah. say, just because uh, when I was growing up, this was the one that we listened to, okay. is Michael Jackson, but off the wall. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Off the great, wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Before Thriller. That one was like, we're kids. And I was like, That was produced by... As a kid, I remember one of my friends gave me the cassette of that. Mm. I was like, oh my God, as a as a gift, I was like, oh man, we I wore that thing. Yeah, out, right? it was one yeah. of the first, so, it was the first album I ever bought. Yeah, dating dating yeah. my times. And then I would say, God, I gotta pick something then <laughs> Okay. Okay, I gotta pick this one. Okay, I'm gonna get creamed on this one. Okay. And I will even I've only listened to a little bit of it. I'm gonna go <laughs> Taylor's version. What? Uh -oh. Taylor Swift. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, you guys gonna hate me now. Go ahead. What is it? Nineteen eighty five. Eighteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Okay. That's a good album. That's a, it great, it's a good album. I like, album. Great what song I like Taylor about? Swift. 
But it's like Welcome to New York or all of that stuff. But I will tell you this. I'm picking that only because I think it was... I just saw it in the record store the other day, and I think it was brilliant and genius what she did to re-record everything and Mm -hmm. kind of say, you know what? If you guys are going to buy all my early stuff, that's fine. I'm just going to redo it all and make a new fresher version and call it Taylor's version. And I like believe that like that's the power to the artists. And Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. so strong. So I love that. And, um, that's my three picks. <laughs> and she made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. She's she going to make oh, several billion oh, yeah. on this tour. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. People just keep buying the albums, man. Yeah. Well, James, yeah. we definitely have Thank to have you, you back. Uh, Thank you. More movie talk would yeah. be great. And <laughs> uh, skip until that next one. time, <laughs> yeah. we will see you all later. Thank, Thank you, you for tuning yeah. in. Bye-bye. Bye.